Imagine I, Francis blogging with a fountain pen in a better era. Yeah, that would have been. There I was. You yeah. write these long cursive, yeah. and you write in cursive. I do write in cursive. Francis wrote us a very nice card, and it was really nice cursive. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The, thank he, you. He wrote me a nice card, and it was nice cursive. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am not worthy of that card, dude. It was just nice. Uh, he sent us a nice gift for our wedding. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please, Julio. Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Julio and Francis here, hanging out. Uh, what's popping, dude? Well, not a whole lot. Um... I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Hmm. I like that. Did you have a New Year's resolution? No. Did you? No, no, I didn't. I didn't either. And when I do, to be honest, if I ever have them, like, I wouldn't dare tell someone. It's just a hedge. <laughs> Smart. You know, just because, like, I don't want to seem like I have no substance when I yeah. don't, when it doesn't pan out. Right. You know? Right. The best one I've had in recent years, as I, I, I think I remember I said, was that I was going to try to either call or text my mom or my parents every day oh wow and i did really well with that i don't think i did every day but i did at least 300 days of the year yeah like you you upped your volume i was so much more uh in tune with it yeah which i was happy about so that's a good one that is good um dude it's funny i've been doing a lot of like productive procrastination where like i'm I'm, i've hit a couple chunks of my afghanistan edit that are just like not that fun um where i'm trying to like they're these big. We have these big roundtable conversations with with like these like tribal. I don't want to say tribal. Like these That's local. What they are no, they're not. These like local. Are they not? No, it's like these local guys. When we were thinking of like how to put the school together, we had this like long discussion, and we only had two microphones. So the microphones pick everybody up, but I have to like raise everybody's levels mm. so that the translator can Oof. can uh, hear it. So it's just like sucks. It's fine, but it sucks. Um, so in attempting to not do that, I have taken on all these other projects every day. When I go to start, I end up making something else amazing before I start the other day. I decided I was getting in my feels about XXX Tentacion, And I was like, I'm going to make a 2015 to 2019 only hip hop playlist. Oh my God. And I sat there and spent like two and a half hours curating this playlist. And I realized in the middle of it, I'm like, wow. Most of the, the rappers on this list are either dead, in jail, or canceled. And I'm like, that is really fucking sad mm-hmm. and sucks. You know what I mean? Like, and when I say canceled, canceled in hip hop means you snitched. Gun, oh. gun is canceled. Yeah, but didn't six nine that, obviously your boy, canceled? Dude. How do you feel about that? I don't know, bro. I'm in. I'm in like disbelief, sort of. <laughs> I'm like in denial. And I asked a couple. Like some of my friends really speak hip hop court case well. So I can I can hear Gunna be like they're like is that YSL a gang and he's like yes like all the shit he said to me on the surface still I don't necessarily know that that's snitching uh, I think it is but I gotta ask Ricky Ricky understands like <laughs> Ricky might as well be a criminal attorney with the way he understands Rico charges dude wow <laughs> I'm like how does Ricky know so much about like all this shit what is Rico again racketeering in criminal something organization maybe so it's gang stuff but it's also 
mafia stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. So it's organized, organized crime. crime. Yes. Racketeer influence and corrupt organizations. Oh, okay, I was completely wrong. Uh, um, but racketeering ahead. Um, so anyway, so yeah, there's that. Then like, you know. What's racketeering? Illegal activities. That's it? <laughs> I think so. I think it's like very widely defined, right? Whenever someone's like, that's a racket. Engaging in illegal. They're running a racket over yeah. there. Engaging in a pattern of illegal scheming <laughs> and activity for profit. Engaging. Uh, you had the beginning. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so anyway, it's really, speaking of nostalgia, that is a very nostalgic, you know, listening to Thugger who, you know, may never see the light of day. That's young Thug? Yeah. Listening to, and then some of the, some also like the the kind of, spillover from these these sad events like xxx getting killed ski mask was never the same trippy red was never the same uh let me ask you something yeah this is a very naive thing and i'm worried about what i'm gonna say (laughs) okay aren't these bad dudes i mean it depends specifically who you're talking about generally speaking no they're not all didn't xxx tentacion get he was rape charges it appeared it appeared he was about to deal with some like very heavy shit I don't know. My, to be honest, I like. I'm sort of. And then Young Thug, this whole. Of, of they course. They were like, they were admitting to dozens of murders that they were telling people to do. All of this is maybe true and is fine, but like, it doesn't change the fact that I no longer get to selfishly enjoy the fruits of their labor in the studio. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, what a cost <laughs> to stop them from killing all those people. I'm trying, like, who else died? I mean, I, Juice World gone. But even like Lil Keed. Lil Keed, but I mean, that's even a more recent one. But still, yeah, he had music during that era. Anyway, so I've curated this playlist, and Hillary came home while I was doing it, and she was like, What's up? And I was like, I'm making a 2015 to 2019 playlist, and then I'm going to have a party. <laughs> And she was like, that's very nice, honey. That's very nice. I just like felt like her son, dude. Yeah, nice. Um, Good. Oh, I realized something in listening to all this. Do you have a question about? No. Um, and I forgive me if I'm leaving out people's favorite rappers who are died. There were P- just so PMB many. PMB Rock. What? PMB Rock. PMB Rock, dude. Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. Mm. Nipsey. Nipsey. Yeah, all guys very, who were very active during that era. Mac Miller. Mac Miller. R.I.P. Um, yeah. Bankroll yeah. Fresh, dude. You know, even there's. So many. Anyway, Lil Peep. Lil Peep. Avicii. What, wasn't even a rapper. That's what's going on here. <laughs> what's, what, what is this? Who else? I don't know a lot of these people. You guys could be fucking with me at this point. <laughs> Lil Peep. DMX. Yeah, I mean, I know I know Mac Miller. I know DMX. These are, you know, That wouldn't make hustle. your playlist. That wouldn't make your playlist. That was 2021. DMX, yeah, yeah, DMX. Well, no, but the, when they died, doesn't matter. It's just when they were active making music. DMX would not have been on there because of, uh, you know. He was earlier. He was earlier, yeah. Um, however, um, all this made me think, if you're a rapper, it's very difficult to be a successful rapper if you're not repping a good place. If I were to try to become a rapper right now, minus the fact that perhaps I don't possess the skill or enough of a interesting things to talk about in my rap career, the place that I'd be repping would not make sense. It's not hard to be like, shout out Higginham, Connecticut, oh six four four one in the sun. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's just not, it's not cool. No. You need to have a good spot that you are repping. If sure. You but I would bet that there are some rappers who are so talented that it, they just came from places that, you know, that they're, uh, that where they came from didn't matter. And it's true. It's interesting. You're right. And a lot of those rappers don't really talk about it. 
because maybe they know that for some reason it just doesn't have like but I think Bone Thugs and Harmony are from like Cleveland or Cincinnati. Huh. I didn't know that. I always thought they were from like the West Coast. Uh-huh. Trippy Red, like, not to keep talking about him. He's from Ohio too. Jay Cole talks about it a lot though, I feel like. Jay Cole is from North Carolina. Yeah. I feel like North Carolina Petey Pablo. has a little bit of Petey being from Pablo. the South gives you a little gives you something. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Where else? Um, well, our boy uh, is from Knoxville. Who? Elvis? No, the fantastic. <laughs> and why, why is my his name escaping me? My favorite rapper. T.I.? No, the oh, new guy. Jack Harlow. Yeah. He's from Louisville. He's from, he's from Kentucky. Yeah. Who? He's from Kentucky. Oh, Jack, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. Is he? I thought he's from Knoxville. He's from, he's from you Kentucky. You really don't like him then if you didn't know that. You know what? Maybe you don't like him, <laughs> but, but I like him. But I don't. I know. I, I, I can't forget because of when I, I he said Kentucky, where I'm from, and I was like, "Do you like it?" I was like, "Do you like it there?" He goes, "Greatest place in the world." Yeah, that's that's like, okay, it. Okay. Louisville. Rapper talk. Louisville. You gotta swallow the whole name. Rapper Louisville. talk. Louisville. Dude, that's syllable. Well, that's fun. That's fun. I'm glad we talked about rap for a bit there. Agreed. <laughs> I texted Francis late last night, dude. I didn't. Sl- I basically didn't sleep last night, and I saw it this coming. was good. I texted Francis at like eleven thirty with like nineteen texts, <laughs> a lot of energy for that lady. Let's see. Let's see if I can pull some of these up. And I told him, I'm like, sorry, I just hit the jet stream. The jet stream was really good. <laughs> yeah, and explain what you meant by that. Uh, meaning just like out of nowhere, I got a ton of e- of energy and was just like. On some shit where I'm texting people as if I were drunk, but I wasn't. I was completely sober. You were. You, I'm reconnecting with people, texting people I haven't texted in a while, <laughs> blowing your spot up. You go. You ever go deep into your texts and try to find texts that you forgot to respond to? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Yeah, of course. I you go shit. back and you see one that ends in a question mark, and you're like, "Was that me or him?" Oh shit! It was him. Oh, hey, dude. No, I'm not gonna be there that weekend. You're like, that was six days ago. That's two years ago, dude. Do you, do you um do you say if you do that? Do you say yo sorry I forgot or yo something came up, but and then answer it or do you just to me let it rip? Nothing is cooler than if someone's like um want to hang out tomorrow, and a week goes by and you're like yo um no but how about next week. Oh God! Or something you don't even address the fact that it took you a week to get back because then they think that you're somebody who doesn't text very often. But that shit can literally erode your relationships. That sort of behavior. <laughs> but people know it. People know. <laughs> if people know you're a bad texter and that you're not, then then you get you don't get in trouble for it. You don't get in as much trouble, but it can really limit your sort of exposure to some rich experiences. Uh, that's true. I mean, I'm not. This isn't me like subtly saying you're a bad texter. Oh, I I, I know even... I'm a bad texter. Um, you were. <laughs> so G was sending me uh, some data about the podcast that we were excited <laughs> about, <funny>. and <laughs> charts and graphs showing growth and all this. And he's like, and and then I I guess I didn't respond for a while, and then you had another question. I bumped it up three times in like the same conversation. Yeah, you, but you had another question, and I answered that first. I think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I was like, oh, I don't know about that, and then you were like, no, but look at the data again. <laughs> no, I I sent the data, and then you asked me a question. You didn't even respond. You oh, that's what I was. Which I'm fine. I'm and, I, and then I said. <laughs> I think I did what is potentially the proper protocol here. I said Googling it because I hadn't heard about it. 
And then I said, want to make sure you saw the stuff I sent you above. And then I said some more shit about it. I then replied to what you said. And then you continue to only talk about what you said. I know. I felt like I needed to finish that thought because I don't remember what it was. But um, I do a thing that I think a lot of people do where I'll read someone's messages and I'll process it in my head and then forget to, to respond. And I'll tell you what. Normally, I wouldn't have done this. But I know that sometimes when you don't have empirical facts... Your mind can sort of wander and into the wrong territory where yeah. you, you know, if you're, I don't want to call you like a glass half empty guy. <laughs> you're not. This is where I'm going with this. But like, if you're not sure, sometimes you tend to just brace yourself for the worst. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to spare you of that. Thank you. I want you to be like, hey, look at this. In case you're wondering about how we're doing, here's some positive news. Yeah. You know, it occurs to me, Julio, that I am not equipped for this time. <laughs> this that is the wrong This is the wrong time for me. What time? <laughs> what time were you supposed to be? This is the wrong time. I don't have a brain that is capable of of keeping an eye on the 4000 lines we all have in the water. Hmm. We've got three different email accounts we've got 40 different text message conversations six group chats we've got paperless posts invitations weddings gmail calendars dms on instagram dms on twitter we have tiktok there is such an insane litany of obligation now from a communication standpoint Mm -hmm. that I lose track of a lot of things. Um, And as a result, I come off as rude or disinterested or negligent when it's just that my brain short-circuited. I'm not choosing to not reply. I am trying to keep up and, and failing. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff out there, dude. Do you know how great I would have been at receiving a handwritten letter from a horseback rider and writing a letter back to that person immediately? I I would have thrived in the era of the Pony Express. I feel like you would have done well as a saloon owner. A saloon owner. Sure. Like, people start, like, throwing down, and all of a sudden you just hear, and you're like, hey. All you guys calm down while yeah. you're like wiping the counter down. Sure. You know, you're not looking for it first, but you can handle it yeah. if it comes. Yes. You know? I, like I, I just think I just think when when um when the world communicated via what I'm trying to think if it what what the best time would have been for communication's sake, right? Because the handwritten letter era was super delayed. You pr- dude, you probably would have done well in the like Mad Men era, you know. White men were prospering. That's um, <laughs> that's um, phone calls though. No, like you have an assistant. Well, that's a specific job. I, I- I'm trying to think from a communications standpoint, right? Oh, um, right. Telegrams would have been fun. I would have liked sending telegrams. <laughs> right. I guess I did. I don't no. Know. 
Those are quick. Dude, this is a better Those time. Those got there quick. This is better. Dude. No, I don't agree. It's better. We can get... Dude, there's just Yo, so much more shit you can do. I go to get blood tests, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, log on to your My Health portal oh, through the Mount Sinai website. Can we please get a, po- a proper app developer to make these fucking apps, Fuck's dude? sake. What a Doctor, joke. call me. Have your assistant call me and tell me what it means that my LDLP lipid thing is 170 or some shit. Don't expect me to log on and read these 400 results that came from blood. I don't. They usually say though we found nothing concerning. They did call me, which I which was nice. That can be stressful too, though. Hey, we wanted to call and you're like, why they're calling? We want you to come back in. No, that's bad. (laughs) That's what I got when they found the cancer in my throat. What? Do you not know that story? Yeah, you, you may so have told it briefly. Was along it was like the first week I ever worked at Barstool. Oh yeah, and yeah, I you did. I got told I had cancer. Two weeks later, they said that we had found that uh, that we swapped. They swapped the results in the lab at oh, yeah, Mount yeah, Sinai yeah, 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 yeah. with a woman. I remember. Yes, and then everyone said that I had faked cancer Dude. to get a job at Barstool. That's crazy. Yeah. Not yeah. Great. See, in the fifties, that wouldn't have happened to you. You would have just been. I would have just died. Everyone would have just loved you. No one would have been coming for you. No one would have been coming for your throat. Correct. No pun intended. <laughs> Correct. I I it's you know, it's uh I'm I'm thinking that the best cuz 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 the the era of let's say Victorian England, Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen that whole time. Every handwritten letters were delivered via horseback and that took a while. You also just died when you got like bronchitis yeah. back then. <laughs> but I'm I'm solely talking about communication. Communication. But to your point, yes, news of your maladies or that a beloved family member had had fallen ill would take so long to get to you that you might not be able to say goodbye. Um so that's not the era. All right? Courier services uh picked up speed. The Pony Express in America, famously. Do you know about the Pony Express? I do, yeah. Pretty cool. That's cool. Um, and then telegrams came in, and I don't even understand how telegrams worked, <laughs> but that seems like that was a very dynamic uh, thing because all of a sudden, governments could communicate, we're under attack, hey, come help, holy shit, SOS, whatever. Um, Morse code. I'm a big fan of Morse code. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Tapping away. <laughs> Tappity tap, tap, tap. Was that Dude, a long dash? It would be really funny if like SOS is the only thing you ever hear in Morse code in a movie. It would be funny if someone listened and it was like them saying like, fuck, go fuck yourself. Or something. <laughs> Any yeah. other phrase. Yeah. Suck my. What? <laughs> um, I, I, I think I think it's that era of telegrams. Before. The early telephones, because the early telephones. You watched The Crown? No, but I watched a little bit of it because Hillary was super sick and she like binge watched it. So I've seen some of it. Oh, I like it. I like it, it very good. much. It but there's this. There are scenes of the early telephones where, you know, they have switchboard operators and I'm calling for so and so, and you know, 78 different plugs have to get plugged into a wall to go to this next person to this until they can finally connect you to the number you're trying to mm-hmm. call. And um, that's not great. That's not great. Dude, uh, fuck that. Fuck all that shit, dude. 
like, like there is good, like obviously like looking at your phone constantly is like uh, adds a new level of anxiety and stress and whatever, but it's also fire to be able to do all your shit on your phone, dude. So this is your time yeah. for you? Yeah. I think for me, it's uh just before early telephone. Like b- before early telephone? Yeah. I'm guessing... What about flip phones? Like the late 90s. That's not bad, Ryan. That's that's not bad. Even early 2000s, they were still ripping. You know, texting, uh, people were not expecting you to respond immediately. Predictive text and, you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Flip phones, Nokia bricks. I, that's a good one, Ryan. I like that. That's good. Dude, speaking of innovation, I feel like one of the most overrated professions. Like when you're a kid and people are talking about, you know, getting rich someday... There's always somebody who knows somebody whose great-grandfather invented toilet paper or something. I, I think being an inventor is the most over-glorified thing that exists. Really? Yeah. Because, dude, all, like most of the time, you're fucking running around with like the prototype in your trunk. Like It's really like a losing proposition. Like How many, <laughs> how many stories are there of a guy who invented something that like, got really rich? It's like kind of stupid, dude. There aren't many? Like, no. I think there are also a lot we don't know about. But exactly. But then, like, that guy probably didn't even make that much money off it or something. But this is the thing, though. This is the thing. Just because we don't... We, we hear about the inventor of the automobile, of the telephone, of this, that, the other thing. You know, Thomas Edison, the light bulb. We don't hear about the guy who invented the bumper buddy. Which is that little rubber flap you put on the back of your car when you live in a city so that when cars are parallel parking in front and behind of you and they accidentally ding your car, it doesn't hit you. So here's my question. Did but someone that guy invent made, that? that guy, did, is that guy even a guy? That guy is a guy How do you who know? has a yacht. He has a yacht. What if he just worked for Goodyear or something? And they're like, hey, can you think of... Maybe. I'm telling you, dude. Bumper buddy. It has a house made entirely of rubber, and it's a shrine to himself, and he has weird tastes, you know, but he's got he's got it made it's for generations. Proof. For generations, he's got know, it dude. made. Ryan, you got something over here? The guy who invented the, what was the Bumber Buddy? Yeah. Christopher William Bryant, and the patent was filed in late September 2001, and I'll find out. What how much worth. his net worth is. See how much he's worth. Is that guy an inventor in general? I feel like there's no people who just invented one thing. There's like a culture. You must have to like understand it. Like an inventor hangs like, oh yeah, I remember this one patent I had back in 98. Yeah. Gave me some bullshit about they did it. You know what I mean? Sure. A lot of like bureaucratic nonsense. Filing a patent doesn't sound that fun. It sounds terrible. Not to mention, dude, you know how much anxiety I'd have? That someone else was thinking of the same shit. Like mm-hmm. Alexander Graham Bell running to try to before the Italian guy. Is that right. a famous story? Right, right. And that's why I think I could never develop an app or be like any sort of entrepreneur because I'd just be worried that someone was doing it better than me the whole time and I'd probably be right. Or that somebody had already done some version and they were going to just sue the pants off of you. That's yeah, the thing that, that I fear. Too. But this is, we all fear this. It's in, I mean, as comedians, you and I both probably fear a joke. That telling a new joke we like where someone's already done it and then getting accused of joke stealing. I've come to terms with that, with that culture. I'm like, whatever. Like I said it like, like the thing is if I just actually thought of the joke and did it, if it's not in some famous special, like who fucking gives a shit? Yeah. I know. If someone else has a similar joke to me. It was a, I was watching a clip that was 
I, I found very compelling where it was Ricky Gervais talking about when uh, James Corden got accused of stealing his joke mm. because he, 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 James Corden said Ricky Gervais's joke word for word on his show or at a, an award show or something. It caused a big scandal and Corden was very embarrassed. How long ago was apologized. this? Not that long ago. And did someone else write the joke? Like since it's an so award show? We, I, I don't know that it ever came out what had happened, but Ricky Gervais is on a talk, you know, on some podcast or radio show talking about this. And he goes, there's no way that James Corden knowingly stole my joke. Mm-hmm. There's no way because he would have known he could never get away with that. Yeah. Right. There's just no way. Totally. Um, It was in Ricky's special on Netflix, so which was a yeah. gigantic special. Exactly. Um, so these things happen, you know, but people, especially weirdly people outside of comedy really get excited about uh, the joke stealing thing. They get, they get worked up about it. They yeah. like to say, Ooh, somebody stole a joke or this, you know, Dude, to be honest, I don't hear about it in comedy that often. And a lot of the time when someone tells me a story about it, I'm just kind of like, I don't take it seriously. Yeah. Because it's just like an absurd. I just don't see it happening in New York that much. No, I think I think people know, especially after the whole Joe Rogan, Carlos Mencia oh, yeah. thing. That was like the most famous one. There have been all these, yeah, these incidents now where people have been caught for it and it's, you know, really affected their their reputation as comedians. Um I think I think it's just there's never the the risk is not worth the reward. And dude, a lot of the time too, like if you have the same joke as somebody, the chances are it's fucking hacky. Like if anybody can tell it a lot of the time, like not always, but you know what I mean? Right. Like for me at least, like I, I feel confident that I have enough stuff and maybe it's like my style, but that's like so personal to me that I can't imagine that anybody would right. say most of my set. There's of course stuff. There's plenty of stuff. And there were times or especially early in my career where I do a hacky fucking bit that was like one of my better bits. And I'd, I'd find out that somebody else had already done it. Like, years before right like a thing about like this is a classic one like oh like all the like upper east side kids have jamaican nannies why don't they have a jamaican accent you know that's like a year or two in comedy joke interesting oh what what you doing man you know what i mean like <laughs> that's a that joke sucks uh-huh. you know what i mean but at the uh-huh. time like it, it sucked yeah. to like have to burn it but i did right. i was happy to i went down a long rabbit hole in my first year of comedy and doing open mics trying to figure out how to frame the struggles of growing up with red hair as as being akin to uh you know being being people being racist against me mm-hmm. for it and how the word ginger is an anagram for oh yeah the n word same exact <laughs> letters and maybe that someday we'll be the only ones that can use the word ginger right. but we'll call each other ginger all that kind of stuff and I not only had um I think Tim Minchin, brilliant musical comedian, done a whole song about exactly that. There was another comedian who had done a whole bit about it. And uh I was like, Jesus Christ. I yeah. spent a whole year doing that. But dude, that's the thing the thing about something like that, and that's like a more specific thing because that of course is extremely personal to you, but like it's about something that other people share. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to not have overlap in those kind of scenarios. Totally. Like any any subject has been covered in some way. So it's right. like, how do you cover it? Right. That is the only way to like make uh make that happen. Or you just gotta do it first or something, you know? Right. 
Yeah. It's interesting. So, Sony, a lot of people have been hitting me up asking about Bird Dog's pants and the way that they wear. They're curious about the specifics of the way that the khaki pant fits. Oh, it fits perfect. It fits like a pant. Mm-hmm. Like a pant with a naughty little secret. Oh. More so than like an athleisure pant. Sure, Because sure. we've gotten that question, which is what's so fun about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like business in the streets, freak in the sheets Yeah, type of situation. Yeah, any tighter and you're not leaving much to the imagination. That's right. They're nice and snug, but not uh, skin tight pants. They're, 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 I would call it a, a slim straight khaki trouser type fit. Yeah, so I, I picture you wearing it to sort of southern gathering where everybody's dressed up nicely and you're wearing your crisp khaki pants and you're sitting at the table and you're and you're giggling because you know you know mm-hmm. and somebody's like hey what are you, what are you laughing about mm-hmm. and you're like nothing yeah but you're just laughing about how comfortable you are right your little I, pants that's pretty good I, I i see it on a an aspiring young politician mm-hmm. who has yet to be corrupted by the bureaucracy of washington and he's, underwear. He's wearing a. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't have time for underwear. Doesn't, no, he doesn't. He's, uh, he's canvassing. Uh, and he's, you know, he's walking door to door and yep. he's got his shirt sleeves rolled up and he's literally standing on a soapbox and talking to farmers about uh, the, the importance of land rights and things like that. And, you know, he's a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. He's a dreamer. He's wearing the bird dog's khaki pants. He sure is, man. And those summers are hot down in the Mississippi Delta. Sure are. And, uh, you know, you got to make sure that you got breathable pants on. Breathable pants. That's the bird dog's <laughs> pants. We love them for anything, whether you're a budding congressperson or a uh, whatever you said. A uh, guy going to a dinner party down south. That's it. That's or it. Or anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to birddogs.com. <laughs> use promo code OOPS. Uh, we believe you will get some sort of drinking a, a vessel tumbler, a tumbler a tumbler 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 i hardly know her <laughs> uh with your order that's birddogs.com promo code oops well uh ryan have you found out what the bumper buddy guy is worth i can't find anything on him see i've been looking since my point might go to show on that you wouldn't know until all of a sudden one day you got invited over to someone's house for dinner and uh he was there and your friend leaned into you and said, do you know who that is? And you're like, no. It's the bumper buddy guy. go, that guy invented the bumper buddy. And you'd be like, okay. You'd be like, he's worth $400 million. Like, I can't even find what? a photo of him. <laughs> he keeps a low profile. He he's a class a patent that he, he submitted. did it for love of the game. He was tired of his car getting the back fender smushed in. He said, what if all we needed to do was create a tiny layer of rubber and solve the issues that's pretty amazing and call it the bumper buddy alliteration wins every time it's a good name speaking of have you followed i'm in this uh i'm in a bit of a strange (laughs) thing with the this woman on on the internet uh i'm gonna need a little more so (laughs) there's this you know hot babe Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, this is great. And she's uh it was it was alleged Tom Brady's girlfriend. that she was Tom Brady's new girlfriend following Tom's divorce from Giselle. And she certainly seemed to fit the profile. People got very excited about this. She's, you know, some 5'11 babe and um she wears Tom Brady jerseys and posts pictures of herself rooting for him. So the rumors swirled, but there was never any 
you know, there was never no any. They never got spotted together. Mm-hmm. There was he whatever. So uh, all these articles were written about it, but then for some reason, a, a couple of them were like, "She's actually this lady, and she's married to this former Olympic bobsledder from Latvia." Actually, from Latvia, yeah, formerly the quarterback of the yeah. <laughs> Latvia Tigers. You yeah. know, I look down the field, I see him open, I throw the ball. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the uh, the railing on the sled fell, so I picked up a ball, and next thing you know, football. <laughs> I, f- I fell into it. Naturally. Before you know it, I'm thirteen for seventeen with four hundred yards and two touchdowns. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this, she's married to some guy, but when she got married to him, it was 2020, and she had a different color hair. And I don't I don't know exactly what happened from there. But the point was that um, I got a text message um, from two different friends of mine about a week ago, both of whom told me that she followed me on Instagram. Yeah, I think I think we covered we got this far in the story. I we said this not, on the podcast. I believe so. We've not gotten further than that. So this is good. Okay. And I was like, why do they, why do they, yeah. well, what do they know that? Who, and whatever, we figured that out. But then I decided to write a blog about it. Um, as I do, I take some tiny kernel of nothing information and then I spend hours and hours and ex- expound upon it for a thousand words in a very neurotic, meandering way. It's very fun for me <laughs> to unravel my <laughs> neurotic mind. <laughs> On on the page, and imagine I, Francis blogging with a fountain pen in a better era. Yeah, that would have been. There I was. You're yeah. writing these long cursive, yeah. and you write in cursive. I do write in cursive. Francis wrote us a very nice card, and it was really nice cursive. Oh, thank you. The, thank you. He wrote me a nice card, and it was nice cursive. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am not worthy of that card, dude. It was just nice. Uh, he sent us a nice gift for our wedding. <laughs> you're worthy you know i switched over to writing in <laughs> I, my sophomore year in college i was still taking all my notes from classes in in regular script or whatever and my god my fucking handwriting drove me nuts it just looks so childish yeah it was certainly legible it was very legible it just wasn't elegant in any way it was so dumb yeah, it looks like you're palming the pen it was so <laughs> dumb i was so embarrassed reading back because i would always have to go back over my notes to study for finals and stuff and i just got so fucking tired of it and out of nowhere i was like i'm just gonna start taking all my notes in cursive <laughs> and, and i switched over to cursive and dude my gpa from like my sophomore year to my junior year i went from like a three four to like a three eight really yeah wow i mean my grades went so was so much better from you know junior and senior year and uh from then on i just any handwriting that i do pretty much now is in cursive can i slide something in here real quick before we get back to this just reminded me of something one of the like hackiest movie moments in my opinion is that moment where there's like a guy who needs to sign a contract but he can't write and then, you know, and they're like, sign it. And he's like, and they're like, all right, like make, make your mark, make your mark, make your mark. And then he's like, he writes an X. That's such a stupid moment in movies. I know that that's real, but everybody's supposed to be like, oh, he couldn't. Write. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Fuck out of here. It's an interesting take. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's ridiculous. Anyway. I'm sure there were people that did not 
know how to write and felt taken advantage of as a result because they can't read. Sure. That means they can't read the contract for sure. But the way the way that they film it, like the guy's looking at the paper and he's trying to like he's trying to like think of a way to make it yeah. not obvious, and then he just slowly, dramatically looks up like, I can, I cannot. Oh man, this is breaking my heart. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Like, okay. and then they like give him ink, and he puts his thumb. It's like, dude, oh, this is, that's what they do. This is stupid, dude. I like that. He draws a dog, dude. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a different era? Imagine how much cooler it would have been for them to have you sign a document by burning wax, and then you take your fucking ring mm, and uh, you smush your ring insignia into the wax. That's that would have been awesome. That's how you like seal the letters. That's how too. you seal the letters. That's how you sign a treaty. You could still do that, dude. I'd like to start doing that. You could still do that. I need a ring that has a, some kind of family crest on it. You could definitely do it, bro. I bet Barefoot Contessa does that shit. She'll make like she'll buy rope to make invitations. Oh, and it'll look okay. And she goes, "I just think that looks fabulous." Oh. That's good. All right. Contessa. Can you remind me about Barefoot Contessa later? I will have something I want to talk about with Barefoot Contessa. We need to get back on track. What are we talking about? We're talking about? about Tom Brady's alleged girlfriend who's not actually Oh, his that's right. And your blog. Yeah. So, <laughs> by the way, nothing makes me happier than how little we care about staying on track. I would argue we're pretty good at it. Uh, really? Are we bad? <laughs> I don't think we're bad. We at typically it. We get back to it, but we allow there's no stress. There's no stress about about taking a a, a detour. The or needs or to a take side it. The scenic route. We take the scenic route. Was that you? Someone was in... Oh, Roan was doing impressions of the Navajo guide. He was pretty fucking good at that. Too. Yeah, he was good at that. That was really impressive. It's a great episode. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to the episode with Roan. Dude, Dude, Francis and I were texting about it after, and we're like, at some point, Roan took over the podcast and was like, so tell tell me, what do you think about that? And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Here? Yeah, he was running the show, and I just thought, it's, it startled it me, and it was deeply humbling, because I was like, man, he is really good at this. Uh, he's just clearly good off the top, which he's if very you've seen good. his freestyle battles, yeah. he's, he's a prolific freestyle battler. Incredibly good podcaster. Yeah. And you realize when you watch him, you're like, oh, this is a skill. This guy's sharp. Uh, well, anyway, so... <laughs> Tom Brady's not or alleged new girlfriend. So, um, so I wrote this blog about her, and uh, you know, I basically went uh, trying to say like, well, apparently they're dating. Um, but she follows me. What does this mean? Uh, I'm a I'm a happily married man. So I decided I would message her, and I like wrote what I would send to her some message to let her know that I was married and then I realized well that's kind of insecure so I deleted that and said that I would send this other thing and then I like I <laughs> get mad at her in the end and block her for being like trying to ruin my marriage or something and then um a- after I blocked her I realized that by blocking someone on Instagram it makes them unfollow you and I felt bad about that cuz she might just be a fan so then I messaged her, hey, I accidentally, you know, I blocked you, but I feel bad. You can follow me back now if you want. <laughs> and <it was> some <laughs> shit like that. It was nuts. It was nuts. But I had a fun time writing it. And to be clear, none of, did that actually happen? Uh, I didn't send any of the messages until the last one. But did it wasn't you actually re- block her. Yeah, I actually blocked her for the story. Yeah, for fun. Okay, okay. I wasn't like actually going through the <laughs> roller coaster of like. 
what am I supposed to send to this girl? You know, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't have any worry in my mind or thought that the whole point of this was like to to trump up the fact that she just followed me on Instagram as though she was like knocking on my door right. trying to destroy my marriage, which of course she was not. Which, by the way, I think many a tale of like creepy comedian begin in that way. Not not talking about you, but like someone follows you. And like some comedian takes that as they like want to have sex. Oh. And then they like send them creepy messages and the girl's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But also for the record, um, I, 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 I knew this, I knew I could write this in a way that was not in any way, um, disrespectful to my of wife course, and, of and I showed her the blog and we both laughed about it together. Um, so it was all good because it's me. Being totally insanely defensive of my marriage, right? And, and, is it, the joke? It fully plays as a joke. Yeah. Like I know. Yeah. So, but I did block her. I didn't know that by blocking somebody, you it makes them unfollow you. Mm-hmm. All like Instagram does that. And then I thought it'd be funny for me to like ask her to follow me back. <laughs> yeah. Again, awesome. after blocking her. But does um, it not automatically follow you? No. Wow, that's crazy. And um. So I wrote that blog and I posted all that. And then she, a couple days later, saw the blog and posted a Instagram story about it and was like, this is really funny. And she was like, no worries, I'll follow you back, Francis. So, of course, I was like, okay, I guess I have to write another blog about this. <laughs> I, I actually didn't really want to, but Nate, my editor-in-chief, was like, you should do a sequel. That'd be funny. Yeah. And also, the first blog had done huge numbers yeah. because people, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady's girlfriend gets a lot of clicks. Um, but this time, I wasn't really sure what to do as a follow-up. So I um, I started with the idea of like uh, Tom Brady's girlfriend uh, followed me back after I blocked her was the, was the original conceit. But how do I turn it from there and i did a little bit of research and found that she was married and then i realized that her husband was incredibly handsome so i started thinking well what if i as a way of being angry that she's trying to get in my head start trying to seduce her husband (laughs) like what if i go after him and try to you know you're like the guy from that that crime like documentary about the guy who hooked up with the husband and the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like what if, <laughs> what the, if the what guy if, next door or whatever it's called? What if she, it, what if my revenge for her trying to ruin my <laughs> marriage is that I try to ruin her marriage by trying to have some liaison with her husband? I thought that might be a funny angle, but that was very extreme. <laughs> and I didn't really want to contrive that level of nonsense. So instead, I think what I did was, I did the exact same thing with him, um, where I was basically like, uh, I, I I presented who he was and uh, said, "Man, what a what a stud and all that." And clearly, she's not dating Tom Brady. This is the big breaking news. This was all yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. She's married to some Latvian bobsledder, and she's Latvian <laughs> herself, by the way, which I didn't know. That's why she's probably so tall. Yes. <laughs> I mean, dude, there are big people out there, dude. Backup quarterback for the Bucks. <laughs> Tom ever. Women's football has goes. really become big in the Baltic <laughs> States, dude. You can step in and see over the line. 
Um, Has the Baltic States ever been said so many times in two podcasts? I love it. I love it. Gee, I saw this clip recently of, I think it was one of the world's largest espresso martinis that had ever been made. (laughs) That seems quite silly. And it was a, a beverage that was brought out for a gaggle of young men. That has to be added to the list of the most unimpressive world spectacles. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Largest espresso martini. Ten goofy-ass straws for them to sip from together. Ryan like would have drank it all by himself. Yeah, yeah he would have. <laughs> That's one serving for Ryan. And I thought to myself, man, that doesn't look very good. But, you know, if they had used the right coffee, uh-huh. if they had used some Brooklyn Roasting Company, oops, beans... I would have taken a straw myself and sucked that puppy dry. <laughs> down to the bone. To the bone. Me and Ryan would have taken it down together, you know, <laughs> looking at each other like we're in a 1950s soda shop. <laughs> Lady in the Tramp. Two peas, you know, on a date. <laughs> ooh, brain freeze. Ooh. Ooh, brain freeze, brain ooh. freeze. <laughs> oh, we drink it too fast. Then be up all night. Your toes touch under the table and you both recoil and go, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Driving dad's beat up old Chevy pickup <laughs> truck to the, the scenic overlook. That's right. Yeah, as I slide my arms slowly uh, behind his head. Uh, Ryan, 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 All over a and cup of like, broken roast. He's like, you, just do, you do this to all the guys. <laughs> no, I really like nah, you. Dude. No, nah, dude. Uh, yeah. So that's <laughs> our favorite coffee, Brooklyn Roasting Company, the Oops Beans, guys. It's it's so delicious. It's perfect for whatever time zone you're living in, time era. Um, yeah. However big your espresso martini, you can make espresso martinis, but you can make regular coffee. Start your day. I prefer an iced oat milk latte with two shots. In a mason jar. In a mason jar with ice and oat milk. Uh, get yourself or favorite coffee from brooklyn roasting company at brooklynroasting.com promo code oops beans that'll get you five percent off brooklyn roasting company is the company brooklynroasting.com promo code oops beans but okay so um but this is where this is where i'm asking you for advice because i i got a little bit um i got a little bit conflicted about this because this dude that she's married to he's not in any of the pictures that she posts on her account. She's got like three and a half million followers on her Instagram. She's, you know, clearly uh, going for like the model, uh, you know, bikini type thing. And he's not in any of the pictures. And my guess is that that's intentional. She wants to build a brand of, and they've done nothing, by the way, to discourage the rumor mongering of her relationship with Tom Brady. Bro, some of these European guys are like built different sometimes. I'm not saying that it's their job to to squash that, but I it does feel to me like she's leaning into that. Is she dating Tom Brady? It clearly has not hurt her, and he's almost certainly aware of it because this guy played football himself. Before his bobsledding career at the University of Akron. He actually did? Yes. What? Wait, no. What? He played at the University of Akron. What? Dude, all of this is Akron really. Akron is very nice I to fa- play football in Akron. 
Yeah, you know, we played it like 235 pounds. Or I maybe... stepped back in the pocket. I can see the whole field, man. All, this guy, I'm so <laughs> enchanted by her husband. I, I, I like him. He's a man of mystery. Now he owns and runs a beer hall in Vienna, Austria. Sick. And I looked, I looked up his LinkedIn page. He's so, man, he's so handsome. He's got this long hair, beautiful jawline. I, I, I think it's the same guy, but as a young man, he played football at the University of Akron, <laughs> all the way coming over from Latvia. Anyway, super interesting That's guy. Absurd, and I found their wedding photos. She has different colored hair. It's all kind of a little hard to 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 track. Um, but... Somewhere along the line, she leaned into this as sort of like a different career. I think they're still married. I don't know. And I worried that by exposing him, I was going too far. Is this the question? Yeah, because because he clearly, you know, he's only got like 2,000 followers and a private account on Instagram. You can get in trouble for airing a guy like that out. Really? In theory, you if if he were to be able to prove that you what you're doing somehow affected his business, he could sue. But aren't Definition. I protected under parody law? Everything no. I'm doing is everything. Funny. And everything that anybody says about you, he's protected because you are a pervasive public figure. Since he's a private individual, if he can prove that you somehow negatively affected his business, he can sue you, even if it's parody. It doesn't matter. Ugh. Well, I did leave a fake <laughs> TripAdvisor review for his restaurant, but positive. No. I think that's fine. I, think I didn't. Actually, I didn't actually leave it though. Oh, because I had to. TripAdvisor vets your comments. Oh, they didn't let you do it. And I was like, the comment I left was the owner of this restaurant's wife is actually not dating Tom Brady. No, that's fine, dude. If you were like, <laughs> but, then I, but then I did this thing where. <laughs> oh, what else? Well, did you I had found on his LinkedIn page he was like my personal, you know, professional qualifications. I'm punctual, professional, and something else. And it was three words that started with P. So I was like, he's a huge fan of, uh, yeah, precise, punctual, and perfectionist. So I was like, well, he's clearly a big fan of alliteration himself. So on the TripAdvisor review, I was right, I wrote, the owner of this restaurant's wife is not actually dating Tom Brady, pathetic, uh, pernicious, and something perfidious or something like that. As a play on that. So those were negative adjectives that I was using. Thank you, probably. But it didn't, I didn't post it because TripAdvisor insists that you actually have gone to the restaurant and don't leave fake reviews on their site. So they vet the thing. So it got bounced. Oh, great. So you're good. Wow. I don't think, no, dude, you didn't cross the line. Whatever. It's a funny story. The guy doesn't give a shit. I mean, the point is. What's where you know he didn't sign up for this shit. He, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't sign up to be. But but dude, I mean, you didn't start it. the The rumor about the Tom Brady thing had already begun. Uh huh. So, you know, I think you're good. Yeah, but but my track is to create this ridiculous side narrative with her husband. It's. I mean, dude, I think it was funny. I, I think you're good. Yeah. All right. I think you're probably good in that. Uh, in that regard. Yeah. Um. Okay. Before we wrap it up, real quick. Yeah. So I think the the answer is you're good. I like that guy. Yeah, he's good. You should see him. I'm sure he's great. I w- we should hang Send out me with his him. Profile. That is. You want to talk? That's about, him. That's him, dude. Oh boy. That's what I'm saying. I love that. Looks look. like a fucking wizard. <laughs> I mean, it, man, man, that's a man he looks of the like mountain. A magician. That is the king 
of International Guys Day. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. He's not a guy. That's a god. That's a he's god. A god. Yeah. yeah, he's a god. Thor. He's a um, god. Okay, before we get into some facts with Ryan here, um, real quick, there were some pop some popular replies to the overrated landmarks thing. Oh, good. I want to hear this. Um, and two that I pulled up that no one's really been saying that I think, to me, by far take the cake. Are of being overrated. Yes. Are the following. The Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, that mm. could not be more overrated. Yeah. That yeah, is the bad. most overrated thing of all time. And the Mall of America. Yeah. Wow. Those are easily the two most overrated things. Yeah. Mall of America was probably cool at the time it came out. I went there a couple of years ago. Not impressed. I don't even think it's the biggest mall anymore. No, it still is. Either... Oh. Is there, isn't one in New Jersey bigger now? No, it's the second biggest. Oh, but it's not the biggest in the world, right? Definitely not. And the, guess what? The rides suck in there, dude. Interesting. Um, okay, here's some of the other ones that people came up with. Uh, people said uh, Graceland. But I would argue that Graceland has significance still. Like Mall of America and Hollywood Walk of Fame don't have significance. They don't have history, really. They're just like made and we were told that they're special so whatever uh the the, the pissing statue in belgium whatever that thing's called mm. i forget uh plymouth rock which you had said stonehenge said, is another one and then obviously mona lisa those are the most popular stonehenge is a good answer mm. i was about to argue and then i thought you know what i went to stonehenge when i was you did? a little boy and boy oh boy did i find it boring it oh fuck dude real quick okay sorry the barefoot contessa thing if anybody here watches Barefoot Contessa or has watched Barefoot Contessa, there's a really funny <laughs> drinking game that you can play. And I've been talking about it with Hill Dog and one of her sisters. And what you do is you have a bunch of cards. Everybody pulls three or four cards. And all of them are things that might happen during the episode. So if, if she, if uh, her name's Ina Garden, if she cooks with parsley, that person has to take a shot. Whoever has the parsley card. If she says fabulous, every time she says the name Jeffrey, her husband, you have to drink. Every time she refers to one of her friends, you have to... There's a really fun drinking game there, and I encourage you to play it. That is all. Uh, Do you have any other closing thoughts before we get into this? I am facts? not drinking for January. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, because Sierra's on uh, antibiotics for Lyme disease, and so she can't drink, and I just decided to do it in solidarity with her. That's nice. great. Do you have any plans to like do any other things that not drinking can allow you to do? No. Any like, fitness goals? I or- am working out a lot. What, like, are you trying to get huge again? Or? No. You're just... <laughs> I I went home over Christmas and I was heavy. Really? I weighed a lot more than I thought I would. Interesting. And I don't know where that came from. Did you see it anywhere on yourself? Because no, I certainly not, couldn't Not tell. really. Not really. I was totally unaware. I would not... I was a full 10 pounds heavier than I expected myself to be. Of muscle or no? No. Gotcha. I'm not doing, like, any kind of... concentrated workout to to bulk and have you already gotten rid of the 10 pounds i don't know i don't know but i have this idea which is uh that i want to do a video with kb no swag where um we we cut weight like wrestlers together you like wear sweatpants in the sauna and shit yes roll up in a mat yeah that's what i want to do with him it's yeah it's gonna suck. Because I said I want you to coach yeah. me, and he was like, "I'll do it with you." And Sick. then I was like, "Jesus Christ, we have to do this." This is good for both of you, dude. I like yeah, I want to. I want to do that. So we're thinking about that. Um, <laughs> and because I'm just, I'm, I don't know, I don't know where this weight came from. I have been, I'm, I'm probably l- lower now. Uh, but I, I, my guess would be that it was from drinking wine. 
Oh, interesting. Because I was, I picked up wine again. I got back into wine, which yeah. comes in waves in my life. <laughs> yeah. I just sometimes come in and out of wine, and and uh, right around Christmas. So that's the thing too, though. Those couple weeks, like the the last three weeks before Dude, the end of the year, you put on weight. I've Everybody never does. been a guy who would put on ten pounds. Do you think it happened over a longer period of time? It must Probably. have, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly where. And by the way, I'm not bothered by this. No, it's, it's okay. But where, the only other questions that I have: do, Were you weighing yourself in the morning? Were you naked? Was yeah. the scale accurate? In in Maine, yeah. I was. It was true to form. Cool, cool, cool. It was a full full thing, and um, it occurred to me that you know, right before Christmas in New York, December. On a night when we would have friends over or something like that, New Year's Eve, like I, I was putting down a full bottle of white wine by myself, mm-hmm. and that's just a lot of calories. Yeah. Uh, so I said, okay, let's not drink for January. Let's really focus on working out and let's get back to a more manageable number. I really like this. Um, I really like this a lot. Yeah. And so, um, January, you asked if I'm going to. I will say that there is a wild relief that comes from waking up on Sunday morning and just knowing no matter what, you're not hungover. Agreed. It's Agreed. unbelievable. Agreed. It's where, a nice feeling. Because we were, we're hanging out with people on Saturday nights who are drinking. Yeah. And we're not. And we go to bed and I'm like, wow, that was a big night. I'm tired. I feel intoxicated from the revelry, from the socializing, from the excitement. I go to bed and I wake up completely clear-headed yeah, yeah no ache in the back of my mind it might be good it must be good for the mental health too i bet uh, maybe with all that said i our fridge is so packed with awesome booze right now i can't wait to get back <laughs> to it what are the odds you don't complete dry january that you're uh, like eventually like i don't need to do this i think i i think i'm i'm pretty confident it's, it's we're, we're all, halfway there. Yeah, I'm pretty confident I'm going to make it. Also, I, I'm doing it for my wife in a way, and that's that makes to it me as a as a I would almost be betraying her if I were yeah. to to have a drink. Much easier. I would argue that that's easier. Yeah, uh, in a good way. And I would imagine, in in light of how much I'm, I I think this is a positive experiment that when she gets pregnant, hopefully, uh, I will not drink for her pregnancy either, potentially. Oh wow! Because she or or for however long she's not allowed to drink for her mm-hmm. pregnancy because they've said now that the science has changed i think which is that i think they're saying women are, are not as strictly forbidden from alcohol for the entirety of their pregnancy as they once thought interesting that it may just be like the first or second trimester i don't know don't quote me on that please <laughs> do not follow my medical advice about uh taking drinking during pregnancy uh ryan fax with ryan please Joseph Gaietti invented toilet paper in 1857. He <laughs> called it medicated paper for the water closet. Um, the paper contained aloe and was sold in packages of wow. 500 seat- sheets for 50 cents. You were referring to... That's expensive. <laughs> 1857? Bro, pizza was 10 cents in 1940. <laughs> 50 cents? But it had aloe in it, the, man. The what roll the is too. This was nice toilet paper for the first try. That's crazy. It was, it was for rich people. It's always for rich people first, dude. Yeah. Every uh-huh. prototype. Fifty cents does seem That's really fucking expensive. crazy, dude. You were referring to that wicked documentary, Ryan. We're gonna need yes. it. We're gonna need a follow up fact. Can you convert yeah. fifty cents, Ryan? You do that. I'll do this. 
from what is it 19 Wait. from 1857 <laughs> to current money I've been using we need to know how much that was so we have a website for this now so if we ever want to look up inflation there's a calculator <laughs> good i got a bookmark we're good to go so in 1857, if toilet paper was worth 50 cents, today it would be worth around it would be worth $30. 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Go. That's expensive. You're the, probably wiping with your hand at that point. Oh yeah. And I didn't know it. Does toilet paper today have aloe in it? I think Some it does. Can. Interesting. The good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, the wicked documentary that you brought up, and I think we brought it up a couple times on this show, yeah. Abducted in Plain Sight. Yes. That's oh, where yeah. the guy kind of- Bangs the entire family. Fucks yeah. everyone. Didn't they, make a, <laughs> didn't they make a drama out of it too now, and based on that? limited series, it's called A Friend of the Family. Yeah. And I think the creepy guy, I forget his name, but he was the entitled asshole from season one of White Lotus. Jake Lacey. Ah, nice. Yes. Jake nice. Lacey. So he plays that bad dude in nice. the limited series. It's on wow. Peacock. And then surprisingly, Mall of America in square footage is the 11th largest mall in the world. Bro. 5.6 million square feet. The Iran Mall is 21 million square feet. There largest you go. in the world. Uh, Alternative facts. Wow. Yeah. And then a ton in between those two are in Asia. Cool. Believe it. Uh, that's great. Eye-opening as always. You guys know me. I'll be on tour in Philly, Atlanta, and Nashville. I like that. Dallas. You guys know me. Dallas, <laughs> uh, Austin, Chicago, and San Francisco, and one other place. Francis's tour rollout has really been great. I've been sitting watching and comparing it to how I have not been doing any of the good things that Francis oh. is doing. You have a great tour poster, dude. Thank you. You know what's funny? I, I was like, can we get a tour poster for my tour? And my people were like, yeah. And then they just sent me the exact same thing as Francis's. <laughs> I was like, are you guys serious? Like, we have to, like, make this a little different. Why don't I connect you to the guy who did mine? You did. He's backed up. <laughs> but but just him. stay on him. It's it's fine. I, I'm I'm fine with the way that we're doing it for now. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm going to be in St. Petersburg, Florida, tomorrow night at Coastal Creative. It's going to be a really great show. Looking forward to it. Your boy, Brian F. Schultz, the hero of my life, uh. will be in the building. Legend. He won't be performing. The fixer. But he'll be hanging out. He's the fixer. Um, I got DC Improv in March, and then in April, I am going to have Atlanta, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and Yonkers. Damn. Uh, so I'll see you guys at one you of those, notjulio.com. You need a poster, and bro. And a poster. <laughs> uh, my tickets are francisellis.com. Thank you, guys. That's Hoops the Podcast. We'll see you soon.